Welcome back to the Shelf Oddities. My name is Eerie. And I'm Serafina. And the oddity that I am feeling like today is just a good old vial of ectoplasm. It's been kind of a spooky ass day. So that's just kind of how I'm feeling. A little glowy, a little green, you know? What about you? Yours is so nice because the oddity I'm feeling like today is a surgical head lobotomy drill. Uh, because oh. <laughs> my my brain do be a fucking milkshake today. Mm, okay, I mean, I respect it. I feel it. So, the last couple of episodes, I have talked a little bit about Succession because I love Succession so very much. And you have been kind of catching up. Getting your, little, getting your little views in. What do you think? Not just kind of really catching up. <laughs> like I, I binged. I binged all three and almost four because we only have one episode left now. Seasons uh, fairly quickly because, listen, sharing media with your friends is a love language. One hundred percent. So I was like, all right, I'll watch this stupid fucking show. <laughs> Serafina loves it. Let's fucking figure this out. And the first couple episodes, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And then. It becomes just a train wreck that you can't stop watching and it spirals out of control and you just want to watch it continue to spiral. Uh, trigger warning for anyone who has secondhand embarrassment. Like, for real. Because <laughs> like yeah. I there are many times where I just have to like skip like yeah. 10, 20 seconds ahead just because some of the things that are happening are so fucking cringy. Mm-hmm. But I'll be damned. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, I'm definitely Team Roman for sure. Yeah. That so, have you watched crazy. all of them? Yes. So, even after last night's episode, you're even still Team after Roman. Last night's episode, I'm still Team Roman. I understand. Damn. I understand that he committed actual fucking atrocities upon this uh, fantasy nation, mm-hmm. but um, I just I don't. I understand that Kendall uh, now kind of had a heart for a second and then did not. It's very sad. I was like, oh, maybe there's hope for Kendall. Nope, no hope for Kendall. And then my thing about Shiv, I want to like Shiv so bad, but I just sometimes she's just making really bad plays. She girl bosses just like a, a bit too close to the sun, you know? Yeah, there's like a little bit where she's girl bossing and she's doing great, and then she just yeets herself into the fucking stratosphere. Yeah, like I want to sit here and be like, go off, girl boss, pussy slay, but then it's like, nah, like, nah, oh, oh, it's embarrassing. Like, and please then sometimes stop. she says things, you're like, girl, you need to like take a mm-hmm. breather and fucking calm down. I do hate Willa less. Yeah, I figured at some point you kind of turn. Yeah. She's an interesting character. They're all interesting characters. I want to know, big old spoiler, and I won't say it outright, but what did you think about that one uh, is episode three of this season? Episode three? Which one was that? Hold on. Um, let's talk. Uh, the plane? The plane. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was, um, wow. Not what I expected. Not what I expected either. I actually no. liked the way that they did it. Oh, good. Um, because I feels like, you know, we started this series out where it's hospital time and we're in the hospital yeah. and we're dealing with all of that. And then how everything kind of went down mm-hmm. and it was, it was like, you don't see any of it. It just happened. It yeah. kind of made it better. So can I tell you that something I really like about that is, um, the scene with the siblings uh, at the wedding where it just... It's going down and they all have the phone. Yep. That scene is actually one 27 minute scene that has no cuts in it. Oh. So they basically did it as theater and they only film with film cameras. So they had two cameras filming at all times and when one they they can only record for 10 minutes. So when one would one camera would drop out, another camera would come in, the other camera would reload and they would just keep doing that. So that way it's a completely done scene. And I think it's genius because basically the directors wanted to feel like the moment they made a cut or the moment they went away from any of the siblings, it like let them off the hook of this like huge moment. Yeah. 
So that's why it feels so fucking crazy the whole time. But yeah, um, it's very successful the entire yeah. time. The entire time. So that's my favorite thing about Succession is that if you haven't watched it, um, you're going to watch the pilot episode and be like, Serafina is the craziest bitch in the entire world. And when I tell you watching the rich people fail constantly is cathartic um, in a weird, very weird way. And like, I hate relatable secondhand embarrassment more than anything. It melts my face off. But watching rich people be the dumbest people in the room and you know they only got there because of money and power and watching them just trip over themselves, to me, it's delicious because it's like, eat some humble pie, bitch. Like, you might, like, money cannot buy class. It cannot buy intelligence. It can't buy any of those things. And you've never had to work hard on any of those things. And you're all just fucking idiots. But also, like, sometimes you're fine. And that's kind of cool. You know who really is class and power and everything? Fucking Marsha. Marsha. Fucking Marsha, dude. She's something else. She fucking, she did it for herself. She really did. Mm -hmm. She really did it. Like, Mm -hmm. talk about fucking power plays behind the scenes, straight vibe, and made sure she got her fucking bag, did not give a fuck. Yep, and did what she had to do. Yeah. We love a queen that comes in and does what she has to do, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. I think the show is fun because you turn it off and you're like, what did I just fucking watch? But like, at the end of the day, you're like, I was entertained for an hour. I will say that I didn't even know that I was in season four until it stopped autoplaying and I was like, what do you mean? There's what no more. <laughs> yeah. There's only 10 episodes per season, um, which is like super doable. And I mean, it's, I guess it's 10 hours per season, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little more. Cause some episodes are only like 40 minutes and some are a little over an hour, but um, I think it's stunning. I think everything about it is stunning. It's so much fun to watch. Also, I told you that Shiv's outfits in season three eats. Did you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, that season three finale, did you see it coming? No. Yeah, it, I, we were shook to the fucking core when that happened. Shook. Yep. All of the season finales are insane. There's not yep. one that's not just absolutely batshit. But the season three one specifically, I felt like I got stabbed in the chest. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Because that's the one person I'm rooting for at all times because uh that's the only person i think is very straightforward about what they're about and i hate that person but also i'm also that like team that person all goddamn day and i was like <gasps> no <"We've been> betrayed <laughs> like betrayal only comes from the people you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm so grateful you're caught up because when this episode comes out there will be one more episode it's the series finale it's donezo and next episode looks fucking crazy because good old Roman, our good, good boy, I think he takes a main stage kind of yeah. moment. And I don't know what that looks like. He didn't really uh, fumble the bag. TBH. Yeah, the whole this whole. Yeah, the whole thing. It's just going to be wild and crazy. But hey, that's that's showbiz, baby. What can also, you do about it? It's like one of those shows where. You can be emotionally connected, but also there's some sort of emotional detachment to pretty much all the characters. Yep. No one's relatable. No, no. Yeah, you don't know how to... The only one is Greg, to be honest. Yes, and he's the worst. (laughs) Because he's literally just there. Yeah. And, like, he hasn't gotten better. He's just Mm -mm. still fucking awkward as hell. Yeah, which is... It's also fun because they use him to show like the dichotomy of like normal people being brought into this world, even though he's not necessarily a normal person. He's also a Nepo baby in this scenario. He just wasn't raised in it. So it's interesting when it's like, we don't want to fucking talk to this guy. Like, we don't want to do this. Like, get him the fuck out of here. (laughs) He's fucking stupid. Yeah, I have to skip his shit all the time. But I appreciate him because he adds a level of flavor. I think he's better than the first season. That first season's fucking rough. Oh, yes, I would agree. First season, Greg, I don't even want to pretend like ever existed, but Greg, now at least I understand him a little bit more, or like at least I get it. But yeah, it's been, I've, we've been watching Succession since the first season. So we've been watching this for four years. Or yeah, four years, almost five, I guess, because this is the, we, we just got off a break and we're back in. But, um, it's been really fun to like watch this family and like see how things go. Um, 
the the thing that's very interesting right now is like we're we're recording there's two episodes left when this goes up there'll be one episode left but where we're sitting at right now feels like in no way shape or form can they wrap this story up in 180 minutes there's no way Uh, i'm sorry 120 minutes like there's no way but also it feels like it could go anywhere there's like it doesn't feel like anything is a set path which I think is interesting because and I was talking to Dave about this I was like so what if like they just decide to completely change the genre and like just like kill everyone and like red wedding it murder everybody and like because it's like how are they going to wrap up all of these people's futures to like a satisfying ending they can't unless they just kill them all and it's like that doesn't make any sense because that's not this type of show in the slightest but i did keep waiting for them to like assassinate logan oh yeah every time he was walking on like a new york city street i was like he's gonna get stabbed and like that never happens there's never there are so many bombshell moments but at no point is it someone dying violently is it someone like being taken out is it a threat is it's like they're these are just like rich people who are so powerful enough that like no one can kind of touch them. But I'm like, how there's no way. So I'm like, what if, you know, what if the next episode is Roman just Jim's Jones, you know? Yeah. It's like, how does any of this work? None of it makes any sense to me. So, but it's also interesting too, because it doesn't feel like it's getting run into the ground like game of Thrones did. But I do think it could almost serve the same ending as that there's no satisfying ending because there will never be a satisfying ending because the poison drips through. Yep. And we're just going to end up. Last night's episode to me was the Jesse Armstrong, who's the show producer. That, I think, was his way of, like, ripping off any of the baby girlification you could have done to any of those characters. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Because I think up until that point, there were some of them where you're like, okay, I can I can." To a see. point, I could have forgiven and given Roman anything he wanted in the world. But Same. last night, I was like, you don't no. care about anything but your own dollar bill. You yeah. would slit my throat for a dollar for fun. And then Connor also really fucking came What in. was that? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Whoa, I don't I, know. At first I was like, okay. And then he kept going. Yeah, he just didn't stop. I think, I think you're right. They really villainized all of them. There was not yeah. a single character who left that episode where you felt good about it. Fucking Tom was doing Tom bullshit. Fucking Greg was doing Greg bullshit. Like the only, yeah, I agree. The only one who I thought got any character, and then I kind of felt weird about it, was Kendall's assistant. Jess, yeah. Who she's the only one. And they showed her so weird that I almost felt like it was too heavy-handed, but it was like very much like as a non-rich black woman, she's the only one that's gonna feel any of these effects. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was an important thing to point out in this world of like super rich, ultra white people. But like it almost felt too heavy-handed where I was like, I get it. She's like she's the victim in all of this like yeah and but she's the only one and she doesn't have that much dialogue anyway so for her to be the only character out of the the tens of them that at any point i actually felt anything for other than disgust shows you how quickly in an hour you can change people's mind yeah i would agree with that which was crazy because it also turned it turned me on Tom, which I never thought was really going to happen. But I was at no point impressed by him. No. Also, it like- turned me off of touch screens. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Not touch the screens. Touch screens. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh god, it was yeah, crazy. Thing about Tom is that Tom is very much just playing whoever side mm-hmm. he needs to fucking play, and he does not care whose throat he's cutting in the process. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the whole time he's like acting all chipper, like everything's fine. Yeah. So I I love Tom, but yeah. I also hate Tom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my entire opinion on Tom. Is like I love Tom. That's my man because I know that he'll take care of himself. But also now I'm like, is he going to jail? 
Yeah, are you going to prison? Are you actually going to prison? So yeah, it was a very interesting episode. It gave me a lot of trauma. I I always forget how <laughs> trauma uh, from election nights really fucks with me. But I literally like 10 minutes after the episode had to be like, this is not a country I live in. This is not a world I live in. Like, it's going to yeah, be fine. I vividly I, remember that time, too. Like yeah. When we, when we went through that same election where mm -hmm. all of us were just fucking scared. So, yeah, definitely an interesting episode. Definitely an interesting season. The whole show, everyone starts it, thinks I'm a crazy person. And then by, like, episode five, they're like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, I would say that the better pitch for people, like, if you're just trying to be like, hey, you should watch this really stupid fucking show. Um, it's G Rich People Game of Thrones. That's what I've if always said, yeah. You never left King's Landing. Exactly. Because yeah. it's just all the King's Landing people. Yeah, that's what I think that's what I said in the past episodes. I'm like, it's rich people, Game of Thrones, but nobody dies. Yeah, just just our opinion of them. dies. That's yeah, it. just our opinion constantly. And it is cutthroat. I mean, it's constantly who's the king of the castle kind of scenario. Yeah. Also interesting. What do you think about Scar? We've talked about this for way too long, and I'm so sorry, but I've been waiting for years for her to tell me about any of this. So you also have to sit through it. <laughs> um, what do you think about Skarsgård? And oh, also, also, we didn't talk about the scene. We didn't talk about the scene that I told you. If you love Roman, just wait. There's a moment where he makes this one face <laughs> that I found attractive when you watch that scene were you like she was right yeah i mean i always think that i think that the funny guys always are if i have to pick one and i've always kind of found him to be charming in that way because yes. he's so fucking stupid yes when is this when is the scars guard in it that's madsen oh fuck yeah. i didn't know that that's alexander Skarsgård. Wow, he's yeah. very sleazy looking in that show. He's awful in it. He's like yeah. literally so like attractive and everything else, but in this, you're like that's he's like literally big time gross. That is Elon that Musk is a salesman. Yeah. Like he's fucking yeah yeah gross. Hasn't taken a shower in like nine years as an incel for sure. It's crazy. Hundred percent has like a closet full of Nazi memorabilia. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And also, um. I would like to tell you. So wait, anyway, did you when you saw Roman do the whole like, oh, did I do that? Were you like, oh, oh my God. He's <laughs> <laughs> a little blushed by me. I, I literally had to like rewatch it and be like, did you? Are we? Is this like what? Unless. Me and who? Like, hello? <laughs> but yeah, that scene when you were like, I like Roman. I was like, you like Roman, but you're going to love Roman. Like, it's going to take yeah, it's going to take effect. Still do love him. Yeah, he's he's he is great for sure. Except for this last episode, I just wanted to found his little stupid face in. But yeah. I told you, there's another scene too that I use a meme of all the time of when he sent some pictures to his father. Oh yeah, that yeah. where he like looks at his phone and then like cringes away from it. Yeah, is one of my favorite moments of like all cinema where I'm like, oh my god. Oh, Lennis also mentioned. L to the OG. L to the OG. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, just fucking watch this fucking show. Just it's watch stupid. it. It's so good. It's stupid and great, and you should it's watch stupid, it. It's stupid. It's wonderful. You have nothing invested into it, and all of these people can just fail a million times, and it's fine. Yeah. Yep. It's nothing great. There's only two episodes left. I'm nervous. Um, I'm I'm nervous because I want more. I feel like they've yeah. set us up for so many questions for the future um, that I want more, but I understand that we're not going to get that. So enjoy it while you can. If you're a binge watcher and you listen to this episode, you could probably do all of it by the time it comes out. It's only like 40 Legit. hours, you know? And that sounds like a lot, but let me tell you, as someone who started it literally like a couple fucking weeks ago, it like you don't have to, you can be doing other things. Like I yeah. literally would have it on while I was like piddling around doing stuff yeah. like you it's not it's not a deep show okay no it's, really it's not. not no it's it's not um and it's wonderful yeah i really like it it's uh it's just great um but it actually has nothing to do with our topic today <laughs> which is wonderful um but let's go ahead and get into that what do you think yeah, let's, uh, you know, move on. <laughs> we give the oddlings enough succession talk. And also, yes, we will be talking about this again. 
it, when the finale happens. So we expect will. in the next two episodes to hear more shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ready thine selves. Yeah, we'll just make a succession podcast at this point. Like I just I could, you know, the things I could talk about with Roman and his acting choices and everything. We really could go off. It's it's just <laughs> great. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's great. And uh, yep. let's get into the rest of it. So, oddlings, that brings us to our category today, which we actually have a special guest. We are live and alive with a in-field researcher. The internet knows him as Spicy Nugs, but he has been my friend Mike for a good long while now. So let's go ahead and get into it. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am good. We talked a lot about Succession. I don't know if you've watched that yet or not, but... um. That was our intro. We've been having a good media time. Now we're ready to learn about some of this dark stuff that's going on. So when we talk about SCP, a lot of us know it as internet lore or these things. But recently things have been developing to where we're hearing some crazy reports. For those who don't know what SCP stands for, do you mind giving them, you know, the brief definition there? Yeah, so SCP uh, is kind of both the name and the mission of the foundation. It stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. So basically anything that's considered anomalous or threatening to humanity's survival and way of life is captured and contained. And if it can be destroyed, it is. If not, it is simply locked up and protected from the world. Thank you. So we are hearing these beings called scps and then numbers right so that is basically almost like a document file when you when we give them names right so like scp 007 or you know whatever which is james bond i guess but um (laughs) you know when you hear people talking about that is there a reason for those numbers behind scps and their names Yeah, so really the numbers are just given as like a way to catalog them. Um, And then certain SCPs that can inflict their effects on other people without necessarily killing them or permanently or like just a permanent modification to a person. So like, for example, SCP, you know, 096, if it is targeting someone, that person becomes SCP 096-A. So it's just a catalog system that makes it a little bit easier to keep track of things. They can be objects too, right? Not just like a creature. Yes, there are a large amount of just regular objects that you wouldn't necessarily expect to have anomalous properties that most certainly do. Interesting. That is uh, unsettling to say the very least, right? So even though we're still getting new reports on SCPs weekly, monthly around here now, what year did SCP start in the, and you keep calling it the foundation. What, what does that mean? So originally, I mean, this can be traced all the way back to the early 1800s. Uh, James Aaron Seigel was an American scientist uh, who created the foundation in an effort to stop a doomsday cult, more or less, uh, that was trying to summon an SCP simply known as the Scarlet King. Um, a lot of lore for the Scarlet King can be tied into, um, you know, the Judeo-Christian religions about the end times. Oh, very interesting. So Scarlet King, you could say it would be on par with Satan? That is where we believe a lot of religious groups get their uh, description and um, more or less characteristics for their belief in Satan. Yeah. Wow, that is earth shattering news to hear. Um, So the 1800s, where did James take this from then? Uh, Since its inception, obviously, you know, with anomalous things being worldwide, um, after demonstrations before various governments, they gained, you know, world approval to function. And because of that, every country giving them leverage and funds, they essentially expanded to cover the entire globe very rapidly oh okay and i'm assuming that led into the foundation that you keep calling it yes and what does the foundation look like in structure i mean we're talking a worldwide event who's in charge of that kind of thing uh so the people at the very top it's known as the o5 council um it consists of between 12 to 13. We're not sure the exact number of people that have been 
around for a very long time, uh, some of them living preternaturally long lives, possibly due to the influence of SCPs. They are the top dog, basically the, the, the board of directors, if you would. Those people um, have site directors report to them. So each individual foundation location has a site director. Site director, think of it as like the dean of a hospital. You know, then they have the people underneath them and so on to sure. get to the very bottom, which is D-class personnel, which, you know, it's in the name, um, you know, that they're at the very bottom. But incidentally, the D is death class. These are, these are former death row inmates that basically are offered a choice. You can either take your execution or if you work for the foundation for two years and you survive, you'll have your slate cleaned and be released out into the world. And would you say that that's a high survival rate, like a good choice to make? Or that uh, seems pretty imminent. The survival rate for D-class personnel is zero. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's to the point oh. where, I mean, obviously they don't tell them that going into it, but if they want to see how an SCP will kill a person, they'll just send in a D-class and let it happen. Ooh. Oh, brutal. Don't love that. Don't love that. Yeah, it's um, not, a, not a good position to be in. Yeah, don't do crimes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, you mentioned multiple locations earlier. Do, is there anywhere on record that says how many locations there are? There isn't a set number, but we estimate to be in the thousands. Whoa. But I mean, you have to think about, you know, they have to have these facilities all over the world so that if something happens, they can get there quickly. Yeah, I mean, that does make sense. So you say 12 to 13. Mm -hmm. And you're also saying some very long lives happening. What happened with James? Did he get taken down by an SCP? Is he... Uh, as far as we can tell, he is deceased. Um, okay. More than likely because it was at the early days of the Foundation. They didn't have as much technology and experimentation available to them. Uh, so we believe that the current O5 Council is between 90 to 150 years old. Oh. Oh. Okay, that's a long time. It's kind of like Congress. Um, <laughs> so, with SCPs, we're talking typically about, you know, creatures that roam, you know, the underbelly of our Earth. Or you mentioned objects earlier. Is there a classification code or anything like that? Yeah, so there actually is um, a few basic ones. Uh, so... Obviously, first off, it would be object class safe. This is something that, yes, it has anomalous properties, but it's not going to hurt you. It can just be put in a glass safe you know, container and looked at. Um, then you move up into something called Euclid. Now, these things aren't necessarily always hostile, but they do have the ability to cause you know, harm and death. And their containment procedure has to be more catered to them. Um, and then most people, the worst they'll deal with is a, something called a Keter class. Now, these things are out for blood. If they see a human, it's on site. Or if it's an object that's a Keter class, it will actively influence nearby people to use it, which will result in their death. Ooh, Ooh not great. Um, do you happen to mind giving our oddlings kind of maybe some of your favorites of each class? Like a safe class, that sounds like fun, you know, something a little mystical, but not killer. Yes. Yeah, so probably the, the one of the most adorable scps actually is in the safe class it's scp 529 uh its name is josie and it is half a cat um the creature half. does not seem to be experiencing any discomfort uh it simply is missing its rear half and if you try to look at the back half of it it looks like a void so we're oh. not sure if there's like a dimensional break there or something but it's, other than that it's just a regular cat but it's happy like it's just yeah. living Oh, yeah, they just let it run around Site-19. Uh, they have a litter box and food and water set up for it. Doesn't really have any containment besides not being allowed to leave the building. So does okay. it use the litter box if it doesn't have a back half? Yeah, and we're not exactly how sure that works. <laughs> but <laughs> Great. we haven't heard any complaints from their site, so. Oh, well, that's good. Um, what about the Euclid class? Any interesting guys in there? Probably one of the most interesting Euclid classes actually is a former staff member. Well, I guess current staff member of the foundation named Dr. Bright. Um, 
So he was originally just a regular uh, researcher at the foundation, and he was tasked with moving an amulet that someone had tried to use to gain immortality. Um, they basically put the amulet on and then killed themselves, thinking that it would transfer their soul into the amulet. Um, while he was transferring the amulet down a hallway, there was a containment breach, which resulted ultimately in his death. Um, but what the original cultists didn't realize is that you had to be killed by something else. And because of that, his consciousness was transferred into the amulet. And anyone who puts on the amulet, uh, Dr. Bright essentially takes their body. Um, oh. Hmm. basically rendering him immortal and because of that you know he's not afraid to take some bigger risks in experimentation uh so that actually did earn him euclid class very interesting i mean i guess he he reaped what he sowed yeah i mean he wasn't even he that's the thing is he wasn't even trying to do anything he was just doing his job happened to get killed while doing so and turn into an scp and it, i guess it just happens like that huh yeah, stranger things have happened at the foundation. <laughs> and um, the Keter class, is there anything in there like really, really worth mentioning? Um, one thing that is kind of disturbing just because of how it has a potential to actually surpass Keter classification and go into uh, Thaumiel class, which is like end of the world scenario, um, is SCP-096. Uh, it's a tall humanoid creature, uh, very pale, looks almost like you would think of like, like the creatures you hear about in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm, oh, skinwalkers? Okay. Yes. Oh, sorry, flesh pedestrians. When they go, you know, anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the difference with this creature, besides it being almost impossible to kill, uh, if you look at its face, it knows where you are and it is coming to kill you in a straight line oh and that is all rendition so if you see a picture of its face or a video of its face it's the same thing okay stop thinking about it everyone right now thank you <laughs> <laughs> um there's actually um as dark as it is there was a meme that formed out of it where a guy took a picture uh, while hiking in the mountains and when he looked at the picture after it was developed Literally four pixels of this creature's face were on the other mountaintop in the background, and both people died. Wow. Oh, that is a ranged attack. Mm -hmm. hmm. So one of the things we're worried is if, you know, images of its face were to get, say, distributed online via a virus, we could be looking at thousands, if not millions, targeted. Oh, my. I didn't I did not think of the implications of that. Not great. Be careful what you share. Don't click on any links. <laughs> I was going to say, check for viruses. Yeah. The elaborate phishing scheme. <laughs> Your boss does not want you to send them $500 in Best Buy gift cards, and neither do you need to look at this face. Goodness. So, I mean, clearly that has insane global implications, right? But what do you think is the scariest SCP? I mean, no matter the class or anything. Probably, in my opinion, the scariest SCP would be SCP-2718, called What Happens After. Um, this is classified as a cognito hazard, uh, meaning that knowledge of it and belief in it is what causes it to take effect. Uh, more or less, one of the O5 Council was uh, you know, taking a retreat on a small island uh, for vacation when he suffered what they believe was a stroke and died in his hammock. Um, but they needed information from him. There had been several experiments with the Foundation about reanimation. Um, they tried, to my understanding, a new one, and it brought him back completely. When he oh. was brought back to life, um, the report says that he spent the first 30 minutes uncontrollably sobbing, uh, followed by what seemed to be a sense of euphoria. Um, they got the information they needed from him, and obviously he was alive now, so he was reinstated to the O5 Council. Um, but then some strange things started to happen. Um, he was, you know, suddenly had a disdain for killing D-class personnel, uh, was taking life-prolonging medicine, was talking to reality benders. Uh, and when he was confronted about all this, he finally admitted that the reason for him attempting to elongate his life was when he died, he said that he was, like, kind of blissfully unaware for a day or two, and then slowly began to re-inhabit his body. The only difference being he couldn't do anything. He couldn't move, he couldn't breathe. Uh, his description of it is fairly disturbing. He said it was like holding your breath beyond desire, then beyond need, and then beyond comprehension. Oh. Um, 
And as his body began to decompose, he said he could feel each particle. He could feel blisters pop in the sun as pieces of him were dropped into the ocean by birds. He said he felt the razor maw of a thousand microbes shredding him apart. And that rather than getting used to the pain, the pain seems to be getting more and more real and intense with each passing moment. Oh. And possibly the worst part in his description of it was there was no torturer. Um, there was just the experience. There was no seeming causality to it. Um, wow. So the O5 Council quickly decided that it was a cognito hazard and went to seal the room to administer an amnestic to everyone who had just heard those accounts, including the man who was revived. But that was not before a member of the O5 Council was able to record it and secretly upload to a computer. Mm. Um, now, the program for that SCP file is constantly rotating its numbers, so it shouldn't be searchable. However, if it, you do stumble across it, uh, this is obviously only at a uh, foundation site. Um, it will tell you to log that you found it, do your best to upgrade the security so it doesn't happen again, and then it will offer you an anamnestic so that you can forget the whole experience. So wow. Probably one of the more intense ones out there. Yeah, that is uh, an insane protocol to follow, definitely. That's, uh, that's some heavy shit. Don't want to experience that, that's for sure. Yup. So you keep mentioning locations. Mm-hmm. What do those look like? I mean, you say containment, you know, aspects, and I think prison, but you can't keep these things in like a regular ass prison, clearly. So what does that look like? So each SCP has its own containment procedures. So, for example, uh, there's an SCP simply known as the hard to destroy reptile. Think of it like a sentient alligator that only wants to kill people and it can actually talk um but its skin and body and bones constantly regenerate and it can adapt to most situations so its containment procedures literally to be placed in a box more or less i'm gonna say box the size of a room filled with various kinds of acid that are constantly swapping out so it's constantly being dissolved while regenerating that's the only way to keep it weak enough to keep it from breaking out that sounds like an awful way to live yep so understandably it's not a big fan of the foundation and when there are containment breaches usually death tolls hit double digits fairly quickly well i would understand that that seems like a lot of rage yeah (laughs) to to house um so how many scps are at one location because i can only imagine if you get them all together in a room you're gonna have a bad time uh so it honestly depends on what kind of scps um are being housed at each location. Uh, For research, sometimes they will take one SCP and use it to try to destroy another. So 096, the one I mentioned where if you see its face, it'll come after you, Mm -hmm. was placed in the reptile's cage. And unfortunately, after hours, they both just kind of gave up because neither one could kill the other. So Mm -hmm. there are experiments with things like that. And then there are larger sites that just contain more easier to contain things, um, you know, safe and euclid class things that are sure. more or less able to be housed closer together whereas most most keter classes um take up an almost an entire wing of a facility yeah i could imagine that i mean the protocols for them have to be heavy duty i mean i could i could not imagine yeah and especially you know if you do have a complete containment breach at a keter facility mm-hmm. uh now all facilities have this but keters are the most one to use this each facility has an on-site nuke. Oh. So if they believe that total breach is imminent or unavoidable, uh, the foundation director will arm and then detonate the nuke, killing everything inside, including themselves. Oh. Heavy. That's heavy. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I'm glad that they're equipped with those things, but that is uh, and that's a choice to make. Yeah. For sure. Um, you had talked about this scarlet king mm. is there any updates on him since the 1800s or like is he just uh, out there so there are a uh couple different sites that are working on preventing any further breach into our universe from its dimension um you know obviously there are some cults out there that want to bring about the end of days and want to bring it into our world 
uh, the SCP so far has been able to either eliminate them or mislead them into not really accomplishing anything. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Terrifying, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, you also mentioned earlier reality benders. Is that an SCP situation or is that something completely different? Uh, yeah, that's reality benders are just kind of like a descriptor to SCPs that have the ability to reshape reality. Um, that can be whether they can create pocket dimensions, uh, whether they can affect the flow of time and things like that. Or um, some of them, like I had mentioned uh, before, um, are known as what's called, they have a class called a polyon SCPs. Uh, these are SCPs that simply cannot be contained due to their nature, uh, whether they, you know, are too large or can simply just blink into a different dimension and then come back wherever they want. Um, the foundation has to take a different approach with these. It has to be a lot more cordial, a lot more friendly, um, just because of by their nature, they cannot be contained. Okay. And, and do we know how many of these there are out there? Or? Um, I mean, we're discovering new SCPs weekly. Um, yeah. So there could be, you know, a polyon classes that we don't know about that just simply haven't introduced themselves. Mm, that makes sense. I guess it would be smart of them not to. Speaking yeah. of that, um, you know, we keep saying SCP-00 this or without our numbers. Do you, how many are currently classified or not even classified, but in a classification that we know of right now? Um, as far as we can tell from what little access we have, there's over 6,500 SCPs classified. Oh, shit. Now, that does include neutralized SCPs, things that have either been negated their effects or things that have been killed. Oh, okay. Um, but once a number is assigned, that remains its file designation. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you got to keep track of what you can. Um, how does one protect themselves from this? Um, there are a couple, you know, pages on the internet and like YouTube channels people can watch that get as much information about individual SCPs out as they can. Um, that being like, you know, the SCP wiki or SCP explained on YouTube that, you know, kind of give you an idea of what to look out for. Now, for the most part, um, if you do encounter an SCP that the foundation doesn't know about, you're not going to live long enough to worry about it. Oh, no. Um, Comforting. Right. Um, it's like there's an SCP uh, in Russia where it's simply a, a space of non-existence about a kilometer wide. Um, so if, you know, that's something like that were to occur where this is a brand new, you know, SCP, I mean, everything in that, you know, kilometer area is just gone. And anything that, in, that interacts with it also vanishes. So honestly, keep your head in the sand. <laughs> Yeah. Don't look at anything. Don't, Don't go anywhere. Look at anything. <laughs> Stay in your house. You know, we probably had the least amount of SCP-related deaths during the pandemic when no one was going anywhere. <laughs> See, and here I was hoping the answer would be, you know, carry some pepper spray. Unfortunately. Bear mace. Oh, no. Even, yeah. even in America, where, you know, there are some crazy military weapons that are accessible by civilians, mm -hmm. would do little to nothing against most SCPs. Wonderful. Love that. Hate that. Um, where? So you had mentioned a couple of YouTube channels that give a little bit more information. Is there anywhere that people can go to find, you know, maybe SCPs that have been spotted in their area or learn about them a little more in depth? Um, yeah. So if you want the most in-depth detail on like how they work, uh, like I said, SCP explained on YouTube. Each video is animated. He does a great job explaining containment procedure, uh, previous containment bursts, or, um, and then there's also the SCP wiki for people who prefer reading, um, where you can go through each individual SCP, look at researchers' notes, files from the foundation, um, and areas actually to avoid where there are those, you know, uncontainable SCPs that just simply being in the area is an existential threat. Yeah, I would like a map of that. That would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Highlight it, underlined, if you could. Mm -hmm. That would be great. I mean, personally, I would avoid Florida at all costs. Well, yeah. I mean, I try to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Death's waiting room, truly. Mm hmm You mean good old SCP-RD down there? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yep. So, we have seen a huge influx recently of 
some kind of interesting analog horror, if you will. Um, so I have a couple questions about that. Um, we've seen this huge uprising in the back rooms. Is that an SCP? It feels like an SCP. So that is difficult because the back rooms could simply be an alternate dimension that our world frequently interacts with. You know, use, I, I'm familiar with these people like no clipping into the back rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't classify that itself as an SCP since it's just a different dimension. Um, there could be an SCP causing people to no clip into the back rooms. Um, oh. But as of right now, the foundation doesn't recognize it as anything but an area. Interesting. Um, there's also Siren Head. Is Siren Head an SCP? Uh, unfortunately, no. Siren Head, which is I actually am a huge fan of, uh, is actually was created as a mod for the video game Fallout. Oh. Um, as as cool as it is, I was disappointed <laughs> to learn that it is just an an added layer of horror to a honestly kind of terrible video game. Fair enough. For those who don't know what Siren Head is, it's basically like a building of a human walking around with a siren as a head and that thing be hunting. It's yeah. horrifying. It is horrifying. Have, I don't appreciate there's it. Actually, they made a version of it for uh, VR that is absolutely terrifying. Nope. Hate oh, that. no, thank you. <laughs> That's a hard pass for me. Um, scary enough as it is when like the TikTok edits pop up on my feed, I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> mm -mm, can't do it um you had mentioned a couple uh youtubers that you would really like to do some animated stuff we also see a lot of scp games you know before this was this thing that we had to be afraid of the, there were so many video games that were made from it mm -hmm. do you have a favorite or you know or is there one that you really like uh, it was actually one of the earlier ones. It was uh, a video game designed after SCP-078, which is the Infinite Stairwell. Um, it's more, it's less of like a target game and more of like a psychological, how much can you take game? Uh, it's a, much like the object itself, it's a dimly lit stairwell. You would think you were in a parking garage and you can only go down. If you try to go up, you just end up on the floor you were just on. Um, and you can use it to kind of like explore, like, you know, do different speeds help you? Do you need to wait on certain levels for a certain amount of time? But unfortunately, the game does inevitably end with you being killed off by the SCP. Ugh. Yeah, not great. And you have to do never ending stairs. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the villain there is my quads. Like, get out of here. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think we have yet to see an SCP movie. Uh, believe it or not, there's a few indie films on YouTube that are oh, really, really well done, like shot in 4K, 60 FPS, uh, chroma key. They look fantastic. Do you have any recommendations? Yes, there actually is a couple good ones by a YouTube channel called Evan Royalty, uh, particularly SCP Dollhouse and SCP Overlord. Hmm. Yeah, Dollhouse. some of the people they brought on uh, for filming that are former special forces. I doubt they were uh foundation personnel um but like the movement and how they cleared rooms and everything looked very like as if they had done it themselves before oh very interesting how, do we know how the foundation feels about this type of media being put out there not entirely there is a couple of theories um that the increase in scp um media and games and movies is tied to how we're doing more with aliens as well. Some of us have a theory that it's a psyop trying to get the general public used to the idea mm. so that if it then comes out, you know, confirms everyone's worst fears and it was like, oh, okay, well, we're kind of used to that already. Sure. I get Everything's that. Everything's a psyop, ladies and gentlemen. False flag. <laughs> you can't call everything you don't like a false flag. You saw the cute girl in the military uniform on TikTok. That doesn't mean you enlist. Yeah, don't. Because, <laughs> because she was just paid, y'all. That, yep. ain't, that ain't the scenario. Let me She's tell you. She's not real. She doesn't love you. <laughs> she doesn't even know you fucking exist. Exactly. Um, well, okay. It's very interesting to get an overview of this huge thing i mean i've i've known about scps for a long time i mean when did when did it start kind of forming on the internet i i feel like it's been around for a really long time yeah so the first like 
official unofficial post that someone made trying to like shed light on it uh was posted on the paranormal section of 4chan in 2007 uh, it was wow. the first time someone had like published a detailed description of an SCP. It was SCP-173. Most people who have played any of the SCP games know that as the uh, stone doll uh, where you can't blink or it snaps your neck. Uh, kind, of, oh, kind, oh. Of re- kind of reminiscent of the Weeping Angels from Dr. Yeah. Um So yeah, that was posted alongside with the image of a sculpture called Untitled 2004 uh, by Japanese artist Izumi Kato. I guess that was the best closest imagery he could give us without actually obviously you don't want a real photo of the thing right Um, but yeah after that that was when more more people started coming out with information that had to be relieving for some of them you know to find people who had gone through these crazy experiences in a community right especially you know if you saw something that you know by definition was anomalous just defied how the universe should work you'd feel like you were losing your mind what does the community look like now online? Um, I mean, it's a, it's a very widespread group of people. I mean, this is all over the world. Uh, for yeah. the most part, very chill. Everyone just wants to keep educated and learn as much as they can. I mean, of course, with every community, you'll have infighting. Where I think this SCP could kill that SCP. And no, you're a fucking idiot. He couldn't do that. And just things like that. But um, I mean, you're going to see that everywhere. But for the most part, I mean, with people's lives at stake, everyone's pretty on the up and up. Yeah, definitely. It, it does seem like the more I hear you talk about this, the more I see these things kind of being mirrored in media. You know, you had mentioned the Weeping Angels and Doctor Who, but even talking earlier about the crocodile or the alligator in, in the locations, um, it feels very like Suicide Squad. Yeah, like, and you know what? I hadn't actually thought about that connection before, but that make you make a very good point with that because I would, I would liken the Suicide Squad to uh, the Foundation has th- uh, things called MTFs or Mobile Task Force. Okay, um, they go through specialized training to handle sp- very specific types of SCPs that regular personnel just would not be able to. So a Suicide Squad. Basically, yeah. So we say James Siegel. We're actually talking about James Gunn. Very interesting update here. <laughs> um, not a whole lot is known about the various MTFs. Uh, the one thing we do know for sure is that there is a mobile task force nicknamed the Nine-Tailed Fox uh, that even SCPs themselves try to avoid at all costs. Oh. So from... Um, from what we can gather, I'm assuming that the people that make up this task force are probably anomalous themselves. If they're able to strike fear in other groups. Yeah, I don't think uh, I would want to go up against them. So uh, good luck to all those SCPs out there. We're rooting for you, homies. Yup. Oh, my goodness. If there were to be a major motion picture film and there were to be scps featured in it are there certain scps that you'd want to see on the big screen or well ones that wouldn't kill us for knowing about them or is there a certain actor that you would love to like take on the role of like a hero or a survivor um if if they had to because you don't want to have a ton of scps in one movie that'd be too confusing yeah um i think it would be really cool to see a movie about 096 the one that like targets you if you see its face and obviously if they're Using CGI, it's not the thing's actual face, so it won't hurt Fair. anybody. Um, I think that would be good for an intense movie because you have to, in the movie would have to figure out how to, the people in there would have to figure out how to fight something that they can't even look at. You know what? I just thought about another media piece that's kind of like that. Have you ever seen It Follows? Yes. The it's, invisible thing? Yeah, like the person that keeps following them until they can like catch up and kill them. It's like an it's like an STD, basically. Yeah, because you have to fuck someone to transfer it. Yes, yeah. it's an SCP STD. <laughs> I was actually thinking of Bird Box. Oh, it yeah. Very bird Boxy to me. Yeah, Bird Box would be an excellent comparison because if you see those things, it makes you kill yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they um incidentally i've heard some theories about that movie was supposed to signify like specific mental illnesses yeah um but yeah that was that was an excellent movie it was really good we love we love good sandy bullock around here let me tell you i will will say though they made the ending of that different than the book oh really in a less gruesome way so you know how she finds that uh like the blind students or class whatever yeah 
Uh, so that group of people in the book just ripped their eyes out. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I mean, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. We found that out about Misery last night. Have you ever seen Misery? Uh-uh. Well, in Misery, she like uh, hobbles him. She like takes a sledgehammer to his ankles. Oof. And in the book, she actually like cuts them off completely. Oh, with an shit. axe. Yeah, yeah, with an axe. So Stephen King movie with an axe. What are you going to do? You know? Right. <laughs> so yeah, original. it's interesting. Right, exactly. It is interesting to kind of see maybe some of the influence because you had made a joke about psyops, but it's like, well, maybe that, you know, they've been giving us kind of weird anomalies throughout horror movies all this time. Mm hmm. Just to, you know, spicing it up a little bit, see what's going to happen. Right. Watch M. Night Shyamalan be a foundation staff member. Right. Exactly. He's also 120 years old. Right. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. It, uh, it is interesting to see that kind of vibe, you know, follow through everywhere, especially since this has been around since the 1800s. I mean, fuck with Shakespeare. You know, like writing about like Hamlet really wasn't like crazy. He just had like an SCP that made him like want to kill people, you know. Right. I mean, that could very well have been the case. You, <laughs> you know, people like Genghis Khan. I mean, who's to say that he wasn't simply possessed by an extremely, you know, horny angry, devil, a horny devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been awful to learn about all of this. I would typically been so great it's not it's been awful um have i've had a terrible time no i'm just kidding um yeah it's been wonderful to learn a little bit more about this um and you know know what to keep an eye out for yeah always good to stay prepared boy scout motto <laughs> so moving a little bit away from scp and that uh dangerous <laughs> vibe <laughs> um i wanted to give us a chance to kind of talk about what you've been up to recently um you have started streaming a lot actually i guess you haven't really started you've been in it for a while now huh yeah i've been in it for a while and just i would probably say over the last six months i've really like put the gas pedal down and started creating like short and long form content as well yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I at this point now, you know, I've been watching your TikToks for a while and they're always hilarious. Um, but where can the people find you? Um, I'm pretty much everywhere. Instagram, not so much anymore. Uh, but TikTok and YouTube and Twitch are my three big ones. Um, YouTube shorts and TikTok, I upload daily. Uh, and then longer videos, I'm trying to upload it biweekly. Tight. We'll definitely, of course, always have a link in the show notes for your stuff. Um, but it's cool. I mean, the stuff that you're putting out here on Al Gore's Internet, it's very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing what happens when you put a bunch of idiots with alcohol on a video game. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've been mostly streaming Call of Duty, right? Recently? Yeah, mostly Call of Duty, um, just because it is an absolutely broken game, but it's still really fun to play. Love that. Uh, Erie was just telling us the other day about a new game that's coming out. Um, I'm The title is blanking on me. Erie, what game is that? Oh, I was talking about how they're releasing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre asymmetrical horror game in August. That's supposed to be like a Dead by Daylight clone, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, I was telling the people about how... They released a Leatherface lo-fi channel on YouTube um, that's literally Leatherface like cutting meat with lo-fi in the background. Um, and it's like it's lo-fi girl. So it's like a live channel. So oh, my, I'm, that's fantastic. It's very I know good. what I'm listening to when I edit tonight. <laughs> it is really good marketing. I kind of, you know, when the last Scream movie came out. You could have people, um, you could like put people's information and Ghostface would call them. Yes, it was awesome. Oh, and that's I just, great. I feel like horror movies have like really been like stepping up the marketing to meet the audience where they are, which I just think is really fun. Yeah. And like, especially with, you know, the expansion of AI, like ChatGPT, imagine how much more intense that's going to get. Oh, yeah. It's going to be insane. Can you imagine you're like using ChatGPT and it's like, what's your favorite horror movie? You'd be like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Like, no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, yes, but not the one you're thinking of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm excited for it. You're right. The marketing for scary movies has finally, I think kind of gone full circle because i think and we talked about this in the exorcist episode uh mm -hmm. where they did a bunch of marketing that was 
specifically like pregnant women won't be able to stand everyone's vomiting like stuff like that Um, and they're finally starting to do that again which like i you you couldn't do it for a really long time because the internet ruined everything because like another prime example is the blair witch project everyone thought that was real yeah Yeah, the guy was actually arrested yeah yeah Yeah. which is wild you know i think the last people who really did that well was um oh fuck what is that movie called paranormal activity oh yes paranormal activity is one of the most underappreciated found footage films in my honest opinion i always think that i don't watch horror movies but i've seen every one of those because they're wonderful yeah they're very good those were done excellently Yes. But the marketing on that was like people in theater, like running and screaming. It was like, people yes. are puking. Everyone's <laughs> dying. You're going to call yep. your priest. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely I, I kind of miss that because the whole like cinematic trailer thing is cool. But I just think like horror can be done so differently. And now that they're doing that, I'm I'm really pumped about that. I think yeah. Evil Dead Rise doing so well is going to put things in a new perspective for people um because it's practical effects we had terrifier 2 which also did really well also Mm -hmm. um practical effects all by people who love horror and some of them have been in the horror community for a really fucking long time so i think we're finally giving money to people who need money yeah just give sam raimi all the money that you possibly can facts and go on with it like I'm like you were talking about, you know, the Evil Dead Rising. Um, do you remember? I'm dating myself a little bit here. Um, a movie from the 1980s called Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. And they, the director, actually had to go before a like a subpoena, basically, and prove that he didn't kill off his actors in real life. Yeah. How well the practical effects were done. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> More Judge. of that. More, More of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not desensitized enough. I need more. Right, yes. exactly. Oh, wait, Mike, I have one question. Have you seen Barbarian? The cartoon? No, the no. horror movie Barbarian. No, I haven't. Okay, because I we keep trying to find people who have seen it to explain to us what the plot was. Yeah, because we watched it and we don't fucking know. <laughs> we have no idea what the hell was going on the whole time. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, it's awful. I, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to okay. tell you what was fantastic. It was. It was a movie, <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Uh, it's like it was the newer movie with uh, Bill Skarsgård in it. Okay. And and it was like two people stay at an Airbnb, but can you trust this man? Kind of scenario, and then like it just went left field so fast and then like never recovered it had amazing potential i just didn't think it really paid off it it, the the plot kind of like just fizzled what plot okay fair (laughs) there's a a a horror movie that similarly doesn't make sense called rubber ah yes i have seen rubber we watched rubber together yeah Yeah. i was like seraphina and i've watched that together when we were like really young yeah that is such a movie to just get absolutely stoned to the bone before you watch so what's really funny is actually uh eerie was my first friend who like religiously drank caffeine or like energy drinks and they're back in the day i don't think they sell them anymore but they there was a drink called venom uh yes those things and um i had drank a whole venom before we watched this movie and during the entire movie i'm like what the hell is going on while also just shaking (laughs) because i'm having such a weird caffeine reaction and then i'm watching rubber being like and i i remember specifically looking at your brother and being like do you understand what's happening (laughs) yeah rubber's one of those movies where you're like you should totally watch it it's so good and then make people watch it it's like oh sorry sorry for that artistic experience you just went through god bless if I meet someone that I don't like and they ask me for an anime recommendation, I tell them to watch Boku no Pico. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of you. Yeah, I'm such a helpful person. You are. So kind. so kind. So caring. And then that person never watches anime again. It's wonderful. Or they discover something about themselves. 
<laughs> okay, you're probably onto something there. That's true. It's definitely like it's like a litmus test. Uh, God, you know, God, God's blessed all of them, every <laughs> single old and new. Dear Lord. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure learning about all this uh, crazy shit. It's uh, something that I didn't expect to learn, but I'm glad to know it now. Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when are you typically live streaming? Uh, I eh, mm, there's not really a schedule uh, just okay. retail, but once I get this new job, I will try to be streaming Friday and Saturday nights. All right, cool. Well, oddlings, if you got a free Friday or Saturday and you want to watch drunk people shoot each other <laughs> on the internet um you know click that link in the bio and go hang out with mike he's been my friend for like over a decade now and this man's freaking hilarious so definitely go spend time over there uh protect yourself from scps and uh, all things creepy and otherworldly and stay odd arcadia